0: Forty, while well, almost eight forty-eight on the Crosstalk on WIZM. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Yeah, that might still Chirking just a be a story, Robert Allen. Good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Happy Valentine's Day. Chirking a little, chicken little. Yeah, yikes! Yeah, no kidding. We, Mark and I, were giggling about that earlier this morning. The supergiant star Beetlejuice, may be ready to implode. What do you really think?
1: Well, first of all. Uh, it's uh, nice to do something besides politics, and uh, yeah, second, we say that'll Jews, but we say it's preferred not for that cartoon character. Don't say it three times, right? you oh, may be okay. in trouble. But uh, that star, it's there's something called variable stars, and it has done that for a long time, but just small fluctuations compared to recent. So now it uh, has faded from the for a long term, roughly the sixth brightest star to twenty first. And that's a big, you know, overall change. So again, there are variable stars, but for them to not just do their repetitive stuff because of pulsations. This is uh something more than that. It's like you know, uh, use the analogy to the old people when they start having their health problems and erratic uh blood pressures and heartbeats and uh Seems to be along
0: those lines. Yeah, so this is not an unusual occurrence for this uh, supergiant star to uh, to ebb and flow, to fade and then come back and so forth. Uh, I suppose it's the headlines that are uh, trying to just grab some attention. It's not really going to uh, implode or explode. So the thing is, yeah, it is uh, a red giant or red
1: supergiant. Uh, it will it fit. Uh, You know, there's a hundred Earths could go across the Sun, ten Jupiters, and if uh, it's could could go out to about the size of Jupiter's orbit, so it's it's a big thing. But uh, we have this type of star called variable star. Uh, Some are because it's a binary system where one star goes behind the the other, so a pretty predictable light curve. It's called it. These pulsating variables, the ones that do it without a companion star, are the ones that uh, this definitely fits into. And, and in terms of, if it did go supernova, it's uh, several hundred light-years away, which is relatively close compared to the size of our galaxy. Uh, it's not There's about a 50 to 100 uh, light-year radius where, you know, if there's anything living in there, we'd be in trouble. So we're far outside of that. Ah. But uh, you go back to 1604, uh, just before the telescope came out, uh Kepler... Uh, found a supernova that during the daytime got brighter than Venus. You could see your shadow by at night, and so that that kind of thing. Well, we haven't had one of those in our lifetime. I think but be exciting. So the key of this thing is that you know the astronomers are getting interested and excited, but the average person who's you know looks at the sky on a long term basis could you know think about what did that star look like? And in astronomy terms, you take a light meter and measure it. But bottom line is even the uh, person who looks closely and thinks about it can see there's something going on here, but kind of neat about this one. Huh?
0: Well, alright, so uh, the, the astronomers are getting excited because something else is going on, as you mentioned earlier, something else is going on besides politics, uh, but for those of us who live <laughs> here, uh, there shouldn't be concerned that even if it did explode, we're outside the a ring of total destruction. Right, and
1: as uh, it's uh six hundred some
0: light years away and versus fifty to a hundred for the
1: problem, but uh, again just for the, to me to have to walk out in the night sky and say, What is that? and I've never seen anything that bright that's brighter than Venus or you know yeah. looks, I mean, see your shadow at night you you're uh, you're gonna take notice
0: uh, i'm I'm curious if it were as far away as it is, if it were to supernova, what kind of impact would it sooner or later have on the earth?
1: Uh, very little. It's, it's more in terms of what we can detect. You know, they're there radio telescopes, they're optical telescopes, but there are these things called uh, uh, Project Ice uh, neutron Neutrino detectors, uh-huh. and so that the neutrinos would actually be detected before the visual and the other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum. So there are various types of instruments uh, around the Earth that would catch it quickly, and then others be ready to. To really gather in the the, the good dead of, as the uh, as the first wave approached. All right, one more. As quick...
0: Well, one quick question then i want to talk about voices from space yeah. will do we have the technology to ever like some of the movies we've both watched and giggled about to tell that there's a it's coming the uh, an end of life uh, event is on its way it's a meteorite or it's a it's a star that's collapsing do we have the technology to tell uh, before the world actually comes to an end are we going to live no, a movie when anytime?
1: Talk, when I was talking about the neutrinos getting here before the other stuff. It's not that long a period, but oh. there's not, uh, you know, to actually duck and cover or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting you talk about there's the old movie Deep Impact, you know. That, sure. Uh, which, uh, and, uh, time is long and space is big, so <laughs> uh, <if you laughs> all can't right can say tomorrow or whatever.
0: Speaking of big space, uh, Canadian scientists are uh, monitoring a, uh, a regularly scheduled 16-day cycle uh, called Fast Radio Bursts, FRBs. Yeah. Is this yeah. uh, Intelligent Life uh, trying to contact us? Can they tell yet? Uh, on one,
1: yeah, let's look at, uh, again, I talked about variable stars where uh, in a binary system, one goes in front of the other, behind you, your light curve This thing, it bursts in periods of one or two bursts an hour for four days, and shuts down for twelve. I sixteen point three, so it's not it's not sixteen days. Oh my gosh, they know what the length of the day is. But bottom line is that uh, all the uh, fast radio bursters until very recently have been one time sporadic. There are a few that repeated, but not with any cycle. So to you know, see this with the cyclic, uh, I, I go back in grad school. They there were these things called uh, what we today call pulsars. There were these, uh, you know short-term uh, uh, variabilities of the radio telescopes and they are going, maybe it's a signal from uh, ET or whatever. Sure. And uh, being in graduate school, one of the professors in the lounge every day at coffee or whatever, the, the uh, cellar-interiors professor that's really into that kind of stuff, theoretician, would brought in the astrophysical journal and said, here it is, they're just rapidly rotating neutron stars that was all set on their magnetic uh, uh, axis versus rotational. It's like a White House beaming. Alpha. Oh, it's not aliens. It's not <laughs> so." not saying that's what's happening here but there are some similarities that could be some natural things happening but on the other hand you know, this is different and uh, seems to have some something uh, very uh, peculiar going on so even even the There's most we've seen.
0: even the most biased scientists are saying eh, this could be intelligent life but it's probably right. not
1: it, yeah. yeah it has to be thrown out there i mean it's, there are cyclic things in astronomy and there are uh, times when you don't know what it is and then may figure it out. And in this case, it uh, hasn't been figured out. Because uh, this thing, uh, this galaxy that this uh, thing is in, is, is uh, half a billion light-year. I mean, that's 500 billion. Light- a spiral galaxy, another galaxy down their own. But when you're talking about uh, uh, Betelgeuse, that's uh, 600, 700 light-years away. This this is uh, in another
0: galaxy. Ooh. Well, uh, if they're ordering pizza, it's going to be a while before it gets here. Right? Well, but it's always fun. You know, that's why we talked with Bob Allen, because speculation about life on other planets drives some people absolutely crazy, and I'm absolutely willing to drive those people crazy.